0: that people should know. I would like an award. Let's see if we can get one. (laughs) No, um, that is not, uh, what it actually helps with is, um, the United States is actually really good at making sure that dollars go into small businesses. And so they have, um, and it's funny, I just was at this conference earlier this year and they were talking about, um, the amount of money and it's in the bees, right? It's billions of dollars that they want to go into, um, into small businesses in the United States because they want to support.
1: This interview episode is brought to you by the Jeep Talk Show. You can advertise on our interview episodes and it's a cheap, effective way to reach a near 100% Jeep owner audience. Some of them, some of them even own more than one. Go to jeeptalkshow.com contact and contact us today. It's not just affordable, it's downright cheap i'm tony and welcome to the jeep talk show the talk show where we talk about all things jeep from trail riding to overlanding and everything in between every friday we have an interview with a new and exciting guest sometimes they have products uh, that you need for your jeep sometimes they just have a great story to share so sit back grab a cold one and get ready for another great guest right here on the jeep talk show Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. So many people believe that the meaning of life, the reason why we are here is to learn lessons, a school if you will. I have come to believe that the reason I am here is to learn about how to deal with fear. I'm not normally a very fearful person. Uh, But when it comes to providing for my family, having a job, it it, it really, really concerns me. So we've had uh, many people here on the Jeep Talk Show that have expressed their fears, team member John hates off-camber. He's very fearful of it, yet he continues to build his JK and go (laughs) off-road. David McBee has a horrible fear of heights, yet he took his Jeep off-road to Moab and literally locked up on the trail due to his fear. It was only through the help of his friends that were on the trail with him that they were able to talk him down, no pun intended, uh, and, and get him moving on the trail again. And you know, out of that experience, he wrote a series of off-road children's books, very popular ones, really good ones too. Most of uh, my fear has been job-based. I worked 16 years for a company. Uh, I was the go-to guy for anything systems and network related. Uh, Yet one day, I was offered a package to leave. I was devastated. Couldn't imagine what I could have done to warrant such a situation. So since then, that fear has never left me. I recently noticed that several people that have worked at Quadratech for years, uh, two of them actually, one had been there for 12 years, the other for 20 years uh were, were laid off prior to these layoffs uh, terry p from uh, the jeep uh, life podcast was laid off uh from quadratech but landed the job fairly quickly with oracle lights i'm thinking it's within a month or two terry uh terry lived it so he's he's, he's probably going to say it was three four or six or something like that it, it may have been one month but it probably seemed like seemed like three and of course i'm speaking for terry it's just my fears about being without a job out will i ever get another one again and and it's i think that's a, a normal typical reaction so my reaction has always been uh, on the the loss of jobs like this you know when you you've done so much you've been there for so long and they uh, the company uh, uh really uh, appreciated you being there through multiple raises and uh, even promotions why why would they let you go sometimes it just happens it's not your fault it could be that your salary is just too much and the company uh, can take something you know somebody that's a little less uh, expensive and even less talent Uh, just so they can save a few bucks. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, it doesn't always mean that we're going to understand it. So I don't say that the companies that have done this, even the one that let me go, and certainly not Quadratech, are bad. And uh, I'm sure that they are doing what they need to do, what they feel they need to do, they could always be wrong, uh, to keep the company going and everybody else uh, there uh, that is dependent on the job at that company can stay and uh, you know uh, feed their themselves and their their family. so my point here is don't let fear keep you from doing the things you want to do, starting your own business, hell doing a podcast, starting a YouTube channel. Uh, I'm sure if you asked Brad at Trail Recon uh, if uh, he, you, you were able to tell him that hey, Brad did the YouTube thing, it's going to be great. You're going to be, uh, it's going to exceed your wildest dreams. Uh, Brad would have uh, <laughs> he wouldn't have believed you. I was going to use the BS word there, uh, but <laughs> Brad wouldn't have believed you. And I suspect Brad still doesn't believe uh, how well he's done. And and it's not just it's not you, you know, give me. It was a lot of work and effort that he put into it, and people around him that helped him. So it's a team effort. Uh, Anyway, uh, what I'm trying to say here is life isn't uh, easy, and it's even harder if you go through it in fear. This segment of the show is brought to you by Lug Nuts. There's nothing like Lug Nuts to secure a wheel to a Jeep. Get yours now, and be sure to ask for genuine Lug brand nuts for your Jeep wheels. That's Lug Nuts. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty, ho, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight we're very fortunate to be talking with Melody Helwig White. She is the fourth generation Helwig and lead Helwig suspension products. Uh, additionally, she currently serves on SEMA Board of Officers as the incoming chair. Melanie Alt began working at Hellwig Products in 2005. Cold calling? Oh, my God. The industry partners for Hellwig. I know some people like doing that. Uh, that just seems like it'd be scary as hell. I hate cold <laughs> calls. through the years uh, she has gained experience in every area of the company including sales marketing and customer service but also enjoys wearing her steel-toed boots uh, and working on the factory for are they pink are they pink steel-toed boots
0: no, but they—you wouldn't
1: know that they were uh, steel toe, not pink though. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh, that's the—that's that, how they—that's uh, how you get people. That's how you sneak up on them. Uh, over the years, Melanie has flipped the script from seeing challenges as opportunities and attributes focus, determination, and vision to helping her get to where she is today. In 2018, Melanie was also named SEMA Person of the Year. Uh, under Melanie's leadership, the company has boosted sales, developed strong OEM partnerships, increased brand awareness, and implemented a robust. Digital marketing strategy. Boy, you have to have a digital marketing strategy these days, don't you?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's very different than when I started uh, in marketing, so
1: mm. it's super important. The the, the, the the digital marketing is just amazing because uh, potentially it's the, your ability to reach millions of people uh, for free, for virtually free. But it's you yeah. and 50,000 other screaming assholes doing the same thing, <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> which is the downside.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is the downside of it. Yes. And I think I was just talking to someone today about this. And, uh, you know, there's so much uh, talk about using AI in that way. And I, I feel like you didn't feel it. Like if someone's not authentically there, you you know it. So um, you know we're we're not there I, I was telling them I'm like we're too old school. we're not gonna go digital and using AI in that way. We still have someone that answers the phone here at like, Um, which it's really nice sometimes when you just need a person to talk to and make sure you're getting to the right spot so uh we'll we'll approach digital marketing that way too and be more authentic
1: so did you see the movie Interstellar?
0: Uh, no, I
1: didn't. So uh, if Should you get a, if you get a chance, watch that specifically for the interaction uh, between. Oh, and I'm brain farting on the guy's name. He's a, he's a Texan, well-known uh, actor. Uh, anyway, uh, he was interacting with Tars, which was their. Uh, it's like a mobile computer type thing, but it's a big square okay. metal box. And he okay. was he was adjusting how smartass the the computer was. In I the movie. Love it. Yeah, oh, it was hilarious. And I think that's a really good glimpse of what AI is eventually going to become. But I think you're right. I think that uh, uh, people will be able to sniff out AI. You may not know it immediately, but I think as the conversation or the interaction goes on, I think that you're going to see some some uh, weird things that you wouldn't expect a person to say or do. And, and yeah. people don't like that. I mean, they, they don't like talking to people overseas for customer support. They're, they're certainly not going to like talking to not a person <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who, really <laughs> who really doesn't care. Who really doesn't care about your problem. I think
0: it's all uh, right, connection. Like we want to be, we want to connect with people. We want to know that we're important to a brand. And so you want to be able to like have that personal connection. And that, I mean, that's something that we've always prided ourselves in is being able to offer that
1: Mm -hmm. i can see ai being a a very useful tool uh, to fill in, uh, maybe to, to get people where they need to be. Uh, yeah. maybe you give us some basic information. As long as it doesn't chat for thirty minutes, covering all the bases. Oh, I hate that on the the IVR stuff. Whenever you call in and you you have all this this chatting that they're doing and wishing you a happy I Hanukkah know. and Christmas and everything else. Uh, but but I digress. So um, <laughs> so uh, now I had mentioned this before we started. Uh, what is why don't you guys have a really unusual fascination with jeeps you seem to be more in the uh full-size pickup uh, realm uh how, how am i wrong on this
0: yeah so i mean tony if you look at our our history of vehicles you definitely would see that we we love jeep but our main uh bread and butter and like the folks that use our products the most are in that tow and haul world so that's why you're seeing the uh, full-size vehicles so, tow rigs, you yeah. know Yeah, that's what they're using it for. But I've had my own. I was so in love with my, I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee uh, and it was a diesel. Um, I loved that vehicle. And it was so funny because I had, I know they didn't make it for very long, uh, but I would have people come and run out and like stop me from putting diesel in my, my Jeep. (laughs) Oh, that's great.
1: Let's go help the woman. She doesn't know. the woman
0: doesn't know what she's doing. Um, which is (laughs) fair. I mean, if I'm putting the wrong fuel in, I want to know that. Oh man. Yeah. If they had saved (laughs)
1: you, you would really appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I could, you know, you could do some damage for sure. Um, and then, uh, you know, my dad has, uh, Mark Kelwig has had a Jeep in his, uh, I, since I was a little kid, like we have been jeeping with him, so uh, we definitely have jeeps in our in our repertoire. So,
1: well, uh, jeeps are so just, wonderful just to have. Oh I, you know, it's just just fun uh, to have one, and they're they really they give you a a statement about yourself about being self sufficient and uh, adventurous. So, I I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't have a jeep just simply because I want to. to uh, put my uh, uh my thoughts and uh who i am out there i, I have a jeep because I, I really enjoy it uh but uh, I, I do think it goes along with a certain type of individual
0: yeah i do too so i i was meeting a fr- a parent of one of my um my kid's friends and I, he drove a jeep, and I was like, "I like him." Like I just instantly had that feeling.
1: Ex- exactly. It's like it's like, oh, it's, like you, <laughs> it's like you know this person, and you have this commonality. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was like, yeah, that, that dude's cool."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for the jeep, the products that you have uh, for the jeep, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, it looks like it's primarily sway bars uh, and maybe yeah. helper springs, depending on if your jeep has uh, leaf springs or not
0: yep yep you're right uh you did some great uh research on that so yes we have uh sway bars uh most of the jeeps went once they went to coil springs we didn't have um that option to play with uh the leaf spring uh, but the earlier models we definitely have helper springs for that you know we actually have um something uh in our it's like the best kept secret that we have so uh my dad deeper uh got stuck really far um in the wild uh and he broke a, a leaf spring and he happened to have a, a a helper spring on his on him of course right. the wing, right? <laughs> it's a It's <G>. right so <laughs> <Of> yeah <course. laughs> so he bandaged a um the helper spring to get him out of trouble like he didn't you know he wasn't going to be able to tow this out so he figure it out. He's kind of a MacGyver anyways. Um, but he, because of that, it created this like product that we could sell. Um, and it's called a spring sling. So it's like a band aid to get you out of, um, out of a, a hot spot. It's not supposed to be like a long-term fix, but something, you know, if you're, you're deep in the woods, like he was, uh, it can get you out of trouble. So it's called a spring sling. It helps you if you have a broken leaf spring, mm-hmm. it goes for trailers too. Um, because the, they often have uh, broken springs as well, um, but just kind of a fun thing that we have in our in our catalog. Yeah,
1: I hadn't mentioned it yet, but uh, I don't think I did anyway. Uh, we've actually interviewed uh, Hellwig twice before: episode six eighty five and episode four fifty six. So uh, it's been a while since we've had uh, Hellwig on, and those two times, both times we spoke with uh, Mike Hallmark, and I do remember Mike talking about the uh, the repair uh, those those repair uh, uh, leaf spring type things, spring sling. And and, and when you said spring sling, I remembered I uh, that Mark and I had to go back. uh, I'm sorry, Mike and I had to go back several times because I couldn't get it right. I couldn't say uh, spring sling.
0: Spring sling. Spring sling. I mean, can you say it ten (laughs) times in a row?
1: No, I can't. <laughs> so, But I thought that was a wonderful idea, and I had not heard as to how it came about. But, I mean, yeah. if you're if you're towing a trailer and you have a problem with a leap spring, or if you're in a, an older Jeep or an XJ that has a leap spring, and you break it, especially when you're out on the trail, this is a great way. I mean, there's just so many uh, zip ties and uh, toe straps that mm-hmm. you can wrap around the thing to keep it together. So, this nice metal thing. And I do remember uh, Mike saying that this isn't something you want to use long term but he knows people that have but 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 it's not but it's not approved by Helwig to use it long term
0: it is not approved (laughs) to use long term (laughs) so that's a great
1: product and as jeepers we always want something that we can do to fix our stuff to get at least get off the trail
0: yeah, and you guys are handy. You guys are Macgyver's yourselves, right? So uh, this is a tool to help uh, you Macgyver a little bit easier.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, now uh, th- I was uh, doing a little research uh, before the the interview tonight, and correct me if I'm wrong on this. You guys have been in business since 1943. 46. 46. Okay, and yes. I I got to say that you look wonderful uh, for being that
0: uh, that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anti aging products are amazing. <laughs> so, my great grandfather started the business uh, actually with my grandfather being a senior in high school. So, they started oh it goodness. pretty much together. Yeah. So, uh, they started and they started selling door to door. So, they'd actually make, they both were, uh, my grandpa ha- was in high school, a senior in high school. My great grandfather had a full time job. And they would manufacture the product at night and then they would go sell door to door on the weekends and to small shops but it was really in 1946 we had all passenger vehicles on the road right so everything had a leaf spring we were doing everything out of passenger cars towing camping, all of the things. So if you put too much weight in it, it was really obvious and it had a, a saggy bottom. Yeah. And so it, we have a no saggy bottoms policy. So my <laughs> great grandfather would go sell the product at the door. My grandpa would lay on his back as an 18 year old and install the products. And we would do that all for $7 back in 1946. Wow.
1: Oh, I just I just yes. can imagine somebody coming up knocking on my door with a leaf spring in their hand and and, and probably two at least
0: right <laughs> yeah a few at least yeah um because yeah like uh, I know like the vacuum sales happened exactly. all the time right but yeah. like yeah where uh it was a a much different uh time and a different distribution model right like mm-hmm. to be able to go door to door.
1: Yeah. Well, well, kids, uh, uh, this is something that you should know. There's always a way. And look at what happened because of two people going door to door installing leaf springs on vehicles. And I'm, I'm guessing they just walked around. And when they saw a vehicle that was sitting low, they went and knocked yeah. on that door. And yeah. Because you're, you're giving somebody something that they know they need to take care of. Uh, the mm-hmm. wife has probably been complaining about the scraping and the noise, especially when the mother-in-law mm-hmm. is riding in the back. And uh, so now here here it is. I, I, all I have to do is say yes and give and throw some money at these folks, and, and it's going to be fixed. It, yeah, and it's, it's like a, that.
0: Great. I didn't even have to take it anywhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. No, yeah. that's it, a great idea. But a lot of yeah. people don't do that these days. You, they don't want to put in the hard work. And also, too, I think there's a certain amount of embarrassment that you have to get over. Uh, you know, you don't like being told no. Or go away, yep. you know. Yeah. Uh, so and, it's the
0: same with cold calling, right? Like when oh I started, anyone that's done <laughs> cold calling, you have to just be okay. And man, I hated it when I was doing it. Uh,
1: Thank I, you. I was I, I was wondering about that.
0: I, I mean, there are plenty of times where I remember one time in particular. Like I'm driving home. You said no crying in podcast, which is fine. I'm. I'll tell you a story about crying. Sure. Um, but I just was holding the wheel, just crying because it was a tough, like everyone told me no that day and just no, and kind of in a mean way too. They were just like mean, And I, I just, by the time, luckily I had an hour drive home. And by the time I got home, I was like, they can't, they can't tell me no, like, I'm not going to like back out, out of this. Right. Like I just, at that point, had the resolve of like, I'm going to know my product better than anyone else. I'm going to do the best job being respectful of their time and helping, but uh, being really good in the moment realizing like when I need to just bail earlier. So like I learned some things that were really key that I still use today. Um, And also just, you got to have thick skin, like, and you're going to have to hear no so many times before you hear a yes, um, which I, I had to learn
1: that the hard way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the thing you got to remember is it's not personal. I mean, that's the hardest thing to, to keep mm-hmm. in mind, even though they're talking to you and maybe saying meaning, hateful things to you. Even it really isn't you. It's just the person that uh, it, it's a salesperson that's on the phone. And how dare you call me yeah. type stuff. Um, so I have to wonder, uh, I get the feeling that this is a, a family business that you're a part of. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, did you get the feeling that it's like, oh, Melanie wants to be part of the company? let's throw her into the pit let's have her start with cold calls and see if she can handle it
0: (laughs) no so i actually went to school for something totally different i wasn't actually planning on coming into the business i i would come work over the summer and like file and make calls and make sure people had the same address uh and simple things like that when i was in college and then i worked at a french gourmet bakery I thought, I want to get out of this. Um, I'm either going to more school or... Um, and then I fell in love with business, um, the Wall Street Journal. I'm like, ah, business ne- is always changing. You've got to always be changing and be dynamic. And so I thought, I'm going to get into business. And so I decided uh, that's what I would do. And I thought sales was oh, an easy way in. And I went home that weekend. And I was like, Dad, I think I'm going to go into sales. And he's like, it's so funny you say that. Um, I have my sales manager said, "Don't you have a daughter that wants to come work here?" and <laughs> and so that was you know how I got started in. But you know we're a smaller company, so um, I that's how I I got started. But you know there wasn't like a really clear training. No one like went uh, beside me to do this. So I learned a lot of it on my own, and while it it was hard, it also like gave me the best I think education. I learned a lot. Um. By by doing it, and mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, and I I got credibility with the team here at Helwig as well that I was willing to put in the work.
1: So uh, cold calling is really really hard. I I, I say that simply because I, I've never done it. it. It may be easier than I think. It's just not something that I'd want to do. Uh, was mm-hmm. there ever a time that uh, they had to uh, to tell you? Uh, this is, uh, you know, you need to improve on this. This is not working out. I mean, was there a point in time where, uh, I mean, especially learning on your own, uh, that you were told, eh, maybe this isn't the right thing for you.
0: No, I just, I learned to get better at it. And then I learned other skills that the company needed. Yeah. Uh, you so know, they gave you time.
1: Cool. They gave you the time to learn it and improve, which is great. Yeah. I mean, yes. yeah. I, and I got to think that sometimes, uh, whenever you're uh, part of the family that owns the company, uh, there there may be a a view of uh, well, we can't um, not hold this person to the same standards as everybody else. So that's the reason yes. why that's the reason why I asked that question is you know because you, you don't want to you don't want morale going down like oh well this is the you know the the she's a hellwig so she can do whatever she wants to do.
0: Yeah, and I think that actually is. I have always felt the opposite uh, is that I had to do m- more to prove myself Good. within the organization because I think that is something that is, it that exists for a reason, right? That thought process is because sometimes that does happen and I really want, the team to know that I pull my weight um, and have always felt like I need to pull it more than others.
1: Yeah. uh, That's Um, what I was thinking as well is that uh, being in the position you would think most people think, Oh, this is wonderful. What a great job to be in because Mm -hmm. you know, your name and all that stuff, but, but you're held to a different standard and you're held Mm -hmm. to a different standard because you're a female.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of those things. Right. Um, But I realized, I, I mean, this industry is full of lovely humans. Like it, uh, people are really nice and into what they do. Like when people love what they do and you get to be a part of that and sell a product that helps them do that. Like I, I, that wasn't really the, the issue for me. I've Good. always been like respected in that way. It, I just really had to know my stuff. And I think that was in the beginning is I didn't know myself like I should. Um, and so I was able to learn that, uh, but
1: like I said, the hard way did you, did you know that going in that you really were gonna to have to be an expert at this stuff uh or was it uh, you you needed to be able to answer the questions you needed to have the rebuttal on making the cold calls about what your product was why your product was the product to go with
0: no i didn't uh
1: i you know, I was in my twenties i yeah you know
0: like I thought I knew everything of course to be honest <laughs> I still do <laughs> <laughs> i know and then uh life life reminds you that you don't know everything, right? Well, that's what <laughs> makes
1: it fun, is the opportunity oh, to, to learn know. something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you started this in 2005. Uh, when did you, uh, uh, we didn't even mention it here, you are the president and CEO of Hellwig. Uh, when did you uh, move into that uh, position? I'm going to say final position. Not that I, I've heard anything, but...
0: <laughs> I know. Have you heard anything? <laughs> Do you know anything? Well, you've gone as high um, as you can go, right? <laughs> yeah, so I am uh, I did um, enter into that role and. In 2017, I actually became um, an owner in 2019. So I were woman-owned certified, uh, which is really fun. So um, majority owned uh, by a woman. And so I actually just finished uh, some of that paperwork today um, to renew my application.
1: So, that's I'm really cool. Woman. But I mean, it's neat to say, but what does it mean in the big scheme of things? Is there a uh, are, like, is it, are you up for awards? Uh, I mean, do you get uh, better loans for the business or uh, how does that help you uh, being a woman owned business?
0: Yeah, that's a great uh, question. And I think uh, that people should know, it. I would like an award. Let's see if we can get one. <laughs> yes. No, um, that is not uh, it, what it actually helps with is um the United States is actually really good at making sure that dollars go into small businesses. And so they have um, and it's funny, I just was at this conference earlier this year, and they were talking about um the amount of money, and it's in the bees, right? It's billions of dollars that they want to go into um into small businesses in the United States because they want to support uh the diversity. Um, coming out and they find that smaller businesses will tend to have more innovation more flexibility and things like that than some of the bigger organizations and so um what the woman owned certified is it's a small business certification um and a diversity uh it it falls under the the umbrella of diversity as well so um and there's lots of different ways that you can hit that um but that is a, a certification so we do actually sell to like but. Uh, vehicle builders for the military. So it helps them um, meet some quotas that they have.
1: Oh, yeah. So it, it is definitely worth uh, the company's business. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you have more than just women working at your company. So it's not just benefiting uh, the, the, the women of Hellwig. It's it, 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 everybody there, all the lives that are uh, focused on the, the paycheck they get from you guys. I don't think of you guys as being yeah. a small company. I was a little surprised to see, and this number may, not, uh, may be uh, old, but I saw that you guys have uh, 60 employees. Is that right?
0: Yep. Yeah. So we actually have a little bit less than that right now. We've been in flux uh, just over the the years, but yeah, we don't have, um, we are smaller for sure. We're mm-hmm. around 50.
1: And I, I can, I can imagine that's really good, especially whenever you're buying pizza for everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we like to have a taco truck often oh, so, yes. or the ice cream truck. So it does make it a little bit easier. Yes. Um, but I really love like, I really love knowing everyone's name, right? Like I get, I hand out birthday cards and anniversary, like we do a shirt every year for an anniversary. And I love being able to know uh, the folks here. Uh, So there's a part of me that, you know, while we have grown over the years since I've been here at Helwig, I don't want us to go too big. Um, I want to be able to have at least the amount of employees that I can know people's names (laughs) in my head.
1: Right. Um, so, uh, the, where is the, the factory? Do you guys work at the factory floor? Is it adjacent or do you have office buildings and then a factory floor different? Or can you just uh, walk out on the, the factory floor and see everybody come to attention, even though that's, you're a nice person and everything, but they're, they're yes. instantly going, looking busy, you know, grab whatever you can yes. to look busy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that definitely does happen. Uh, and, uh, I'm at the, the factory now. So I'm actually in, um, I'm in Visalia, California, is where we manufacture. So we manufacture here. Um, and our building, if you ever, uh, were here, I'm actually in, A part of my office was a part of the factory floor and then it got turned into an office space. But over time, I have a window in my office, but it goes into another office because we had to add on to that. Right. So it's um, we built this in 1967. My grandpa moved the business here um, in he was in Southern California, but it was landlocked. So he couldn't grow the business anymore. We bought a piece of property here, um, and, uh, an abandoned uh, pecan orchard. And so we still have some pecans here, but we um, slowly have pulled out more and more trees and have built, um, expanded on to um, the business. But you can see, like, as you walk into our building, OK, this was in the 60s. That was in the 70s. This was in the 80s. You know, we have a new building that uh, we built in 2000, um, around 2013.
1: I mean, spending the money uh, and all the design and stuff isn't fun, but it's fun having that new construction. And then you get to it walk is. around in it and look yeah. at it. And, you know, so yeah. uh, I've been involved with some construction stuff with uh, various companies I've worked with from the IT side of things. And it's just, it's fun. It's it's change. It's It's growth um so uh i i don't necessarily like uh, correcting my guests but i uh, am a texan i've always been a texan and, okay. and i'm sorry but you have mispronounced pecan so uh you know oh, work, work on gonna, that
0: we're gonna get into that
1: battle <laughs> <laughs> i remember my, yes. in my homeroom in junior high we had somebody from up north or something uh in the homeroom and uh, she would say pecan i went Pecan, what the hell is that?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I didn't I realize.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't
1: realize that you guys were in California.
0: And so I feel like we're in the Midwest of California where there's like Midwest value, Midwest, uh, you know, work ethic, all of those things here um where we're at. While the taxes are not uh, as favorable. Um, you know there's a lot of like benefit to where
1: we're we're located yeah but let's uh let's talk about products i mean good lord we need to talk about products know, a little we bit right
0: about products yeah right um
1: <laughs> this is that um, and that's my fault um so <laughs> oh. so obviously we've talked about sway bars uh leaf springs do you guys sell the full leaf spring as well or is it just the 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 see i can't get it spring sling i got it yay
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know we really focus on the the helper spring itself that's um that's our niche that's what we're really good at uh there's a lot of people that are really good at doing the the full leaf kit um and so we know where where our sweet spot is and so we focused on the helper spring which is where we got started right that bread and butter um in the beginning and that's what my my great grandfather and grandfather were a part of designing. So they were able to always like match whatever vehicle came out, right? So in the beginning it was all um all the vehicles were um were passenger cars and then it went to trucks. And then you know, trucks have gone to sometimes on coils or they have their own like contact leaf helpers. And so we have um, product that you know will work with a lot of the different applications and have met the different demands over time. I remember my grandpa talking about when passenger cars went to Coil Springs. He was like, "That's it, business is over. We're not going to be able to make anything." And then he was able to, uh, you know, have the pickup truck, which became like just everything that we we work so much with pickup trucks around here, um, and then. In the '60s, you know, he went into sway bars as well. So um, we've always been in that that uh, spring steel area.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, tell me about the about the, about the sway bars. Uh, how are uh, Hellwig sway bars better than what the factory gives you or anybody else out there that's selling sway bars?
0: Well, that's easy because most of the the factory doesn't have even like a rear sway bar, which is a huge improvement. If you put one on, it's like night and day uh, difference uh, experience when you add a sway bar. Uh, And so for us, um, what's different for what we do, we're heat treated, hot formed. Um, So we have furnaces, um, oil baths, a big draw furnace that our products go through as well. So um, our process is very different. Um, And what that does is it allows us to bend bigger pieces of steel to will have. We have very large diameters. We do up to three inches for some of the um, applications that we do. And then... um, it also um, is really like it gives the longevity of the product. So we're a lifetime warranty on all of our steel products. And we are able to do that because we've got, you know, our processes really um, make the product more secure over
1: time. Well, and you guys build it right here in the United States, so it's a lot easier to warrant something, warranty something that you know you know the process and you know the quality control behind it. So, uh, and I think that's important, especially whenever you're looking at uh, replacing the the sway bar. Now, uh, you're probably aware of this, uh, and maybe even capitalized on it. Uh, The Rubicon is well known for their uh, automatic sway bar disconnect being a pain Mm -hmm. in the ass.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, it is a pain. In that,
1: so. Do you, do you yeah. yeah. Do you guys sell a replacement uh for the uh, the specifically for the the Jeep uh where you can get rid of that that pain and uh, just get something
0: that's going to work 100%? Yeah, we do have one um and it has uh, i mean it's Um, It's a solid um, and link. It's an adjustable one. Um, But there is that option that we do have um, for the application.
1: Well, you can always put quick disconnects on a sway bar and Mm -hmm. and do it the way God intended. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i do think he intended it that
1: way <laughs> yeah and not with a push button i mean it'd be great if, yeah. it, if it worked if it didn't fail but uh yeah it's just uh it's just it not just a fail quite a bit it, yeah it's it's just a, mm-hmm. a bad design with that uh that uh, and, and you know it's it's basically two pieces of metal that they're locking together so something is going to go bad at some point um yeah so that's great so uh, is this for uh any of the wranglers like the the jl jlu jk uh all, all those vehicles
0: Yep, we've got applications for all of those.
1: Good. And uh, I noticed that you guys even have XJ products, which uh, I'm an XJ owner. Uh, My very first Jeep was a 1998 uh, Jeep Cherokee. It's uh, currently in the garage. I'm driving a 2021 Gladiator now, so the XJ hasn't been driven much because, good God, (laughs) technology's changed in 25 years. Uh, It
0: has, hasn't it? I know. They're such fun vehicles, but then you go back to the, uh, yeah, you get in your Gladiator. It's a little too cozy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I um, I have people that complain about about uh, the, the bus and how f- nice it is inside, uh, especially when they're uh, driving a flat fender normally. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, well, you know, you can have both. Nothing keeping you from having both. So uh the now and, and and believe me I'm not uh I'm not faulting you guys for just focusing on things especially that you're obviously successful about it but have you considered branching out into other products same uh, you know off-road truck world and uh anything that you can talk about or maybe you can tease for for our listeners
0: Yeah I mean we've flirted with a lot so we've been flirting with some um some things that I I can't share at this point Aww. um i know i, I mean did you <laughs> nice try though <laughs> i know i
1: gotta ask Yeah, <laughs> i could do You're cold calling
0: it. i could do I it i know <laughs> <laughs> you can <laughs> um yeah so we're we do uh have flirted with some things i mean we have so much in our our history too that we've played with so we have done shocks in our own lineup, um, and we've done track bars and different things like that over time. Oh yeah, track bars um, make sense. Yeah, um, and then we go back into doing um, our bread and butter, or like what we are are known for too. I mean, I will say though, at one time, my grandpa was in charge of um, cleaning diapers when it was uh, they were cloth diapers. <laughs> And he came up with, like, he, this is how much, like, his brain worked. He was always creating things. He came up with this design, like, how to uh, wash cloth diapers without having to touch them. And he would take them to the same trade shows that he would take our Helwig products to. Wow. <laughs> and would sell this, like, little doozy. Um, uh, and he had, uh, like, he had the boxes. I mean, I have some in my, my closet here um, that he would sell. He even had, like, you know, with... Our displays for Helwig, we would have like a chassis display. For that, he would bring a toilet to be able to model it. So, um, well, see, that's that's great sales.
1: Yeah, that's great sales. People go to a trade show and go, What does this thing do?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And he was selling to men, right? That didn't want to touch dirty diapers. So he would take it to a, a trade show where he'd interact with lots of men.
1: So basically, yeah. basically what you're saying is uh, co- coil springs and disposable diapers. this kind of ruined it uh, for the, the <laughs> for <Yeah>. you guys
0: <laughs> for for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So I bet you he was a fun guy. He sounds like somebody you have just have fun talking to and just getting ideas bounced off of you as, far as well. Oh what, my what gosh, he was a riot. Um, I really <laughs> miss
0: him. We lost him in 2020. Um, he. Uh, he lived till 90, like the day he turned 90. Um, and I think he just was making that milestone. Um, but he was just, he was always inventing something, you know, he had, uh, walnuts. Uh, you know, my grandma would say, I'm going to make something here. I need you to crack all these walnuts. Well, he wouldn't go just crack them. He'd go (laughs) like, create this device to go crack them. Um, You know, always inventing a better mousetrap. So uh, it's, it runs in our genes for sure, um, mm-hmm. just that uh, creative mind.
1: Do you guys still uh, have that as part of uh, Hellwig? Do you do you still have a group, maybe yourself, where you come up with these ideas uh, or maybe uh, making processes better uh, simply? Yeah. And, and, and I would think that sometimes you go, oh, my God, why weren't we doing this already? This just makes sense. This is so easy to change. We already had everything we needed to do. We just needed to change some little thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It happens a lot. I mean, I'm more on the creative side of it um, uh, in maybe digital marketing and things like that. But my dad is definitely the one that like, I'm going to change this uh, machine and we can make this product on it. Or, you know, we can make this little tweak to the to the product itself. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we definitely have a team here. For
1: so that. is your dad still part of the business uh, currently?
0: He is. Yep. He's my partner
1: here. So I was just going to yeah. say, how does he feel about you bossing him around?
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it is very sensitive. No, no yeah. one ever bosses him around. So. <laughs> but sometimes someone has to.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think a lot of people think that whenever you get to be a president of a corporation, uh, you you don't have to deal with people. But you're still in sales, aren't you? I would think very much so still in sales because you're selling the company.
0: Yeah, and I—I I mean, I love our customers. I love interacting with the people that use our products, um, and so I don't know that I ever want to be that far from them. Um, but for sure, I people think you know you get to a CEO position and you don't have anyone to answer to, but there are a lot of stakeholders that are interested, right, in how well the business does. So um, I have a—I have a lot of bosses that are. Um, m- probably more loud, right, than they yeah. were um, before. So uh, you learn that over time.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's one of the things that and uh, unless you are, well, you are the owner and they still boss you around. I just can't see, <laughs> I just can't see the situation, whether it's family members, I'm not talking about your dad, but just being part of a family, uh, there's always people that you have to, uh, answer to or explain to or consider so yeah. uh yeah i don't i guess uh gosh i guess even a billionaire has uh, has people they have to answer to even if they're just sitting on the money so yeah. uh it, it and i would think that uh learning how to deal with people did you ever have a problem with uh, dealing with people uh was that a learned thing for you or maybe it was just something that you saw growing up and you uh adapted to it
0: yeah i think it was I've always loved connecting with people. And I think that's something that, you know, understanding uh, someone's perspective is always a key in understanding how to work through issues, too. Um, And I think issues or opportunities, any of that, right, being able to put yourself in their shoes is very helpful. And, and that's something that I've always sort of done naturally. Uh, And, and it might be like, you know, I'm the oldest of four kids. And so I've always sort of had that like responsibility um, and also like speaking for my uh, siblings as well. So I yeah, I, it's something I've definitely gotten better at. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It? Yeah. No, I think yeah. we all do. Uh, if we're honest with ourselves, uh, I think we all have, uh, have gotten better with that. It, uh, dealing with people is difficult um, because even if you're a good person and they're a good person, there's misunderstandings. And and how there you deal are. yeah and how you deal with those misunderstandings is is what's critical at least in my mind. So yeah. let me ask you this about SEMA. I, I did see I believe this is correct. I did see on uh, LinkedIn uh, when you were uh, uh, trying to get uh, in part of SEMA uh, and uh, about voting or something. Uh, I can't remember now exactly, but you were you had posted something on LinkedIn about trying to get into SEMA. You got into SEMA. Uh yep. what at, what role was that that you got into? I mean I, I read it, but I'd I'd rather hear it from you.
0: Yeah, so I have served on the Sema Board of Directors for the last uh, I served uh, one term uh which was 3 years. I was elected for my second term and I served one year of that and then I decided uh that I needed um that I wanted to sign up for more um and I ran for the chair elect uh, position for the Sema Board of Directors. I so gotcha. I am uh, now, I, I got the position, um, and I am chair-elect of the Siemen Board of Directors, which means in a couple of years, I'll be the chair of the, the Board of Directors. Um, and it's a volunteer position, um, but I think what I really love about that is just that we get to influence um, the association and where it's headed. And I think as I was running for this position, too, I was able to speak to a lot of people who sat in this chair position before and talking about the things. I mean, one had served 18 years before. And he talked about something that they put into place that really has helped the association now. Um, and was crucial like for us getting through COVID and uh being able to like weather some of the issues like with not having a show and and mm. the different things. And so I think that has been really fun to think about like the impact that I'll be able to make an influence for our association and there's a lot that's happening um i mean it, it there's less places for us to go off road we're getting we're constantly being challenged with um like places for us to go recreate being closed and that's for less space right and That I want my generation um, and the generation, the next generations that come to be able to still um, be able to do what we have been able to do. Um, You know, I want my son to be able to go off road and I want him to be able to like use the trails that we've used our whole lives. So Um, and that's getting really challenging. Um, but we can only do that if we're, like, working in a bigger group, right? Like, me from Helwig am going to be really challenged to do that. But if we're, like, going as a SEMA association, we'll have a much better team.
1: Yeah. So, one of my questions was going to be is, uh, why would you want to be involved in SEMA? And you just very eloquently explained it. It gives you the opportunity to make a difference, uh, not only for yourself, not only for Helwig, but uh, the, the all of us at, 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 as a group. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and your children uh so uh, i don't know i don't think we talked about this uh during the recording but your your son uh is into the go fast type situation where he likes driving fast initially slow and curious off-road but uh yeah. but go fast so i'll, I'll mention he really-
0: loves to go fast yeah uh, i do too yeah, <laughs> yeah so he is a um a, you know sometimes he either wants to go fast or he wants to uh drive so that's you know, if he wants to be doing he doesn't he loves the off-roading, but he wants to be the one in the driver's seat. And he's only fourteen. Oh, yeah. So um so he doesn't get very much opportunity for that. So far as but you know. He, yeah, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but we have a we have a side by side at home that he um uh, as oh, often as he can yeah. gets behind. I can see that. Um and that there's, you know, if we have to like, mom, I need to move my truck. He's like, mom, I'll go move it. <laughs> so He's he's very uh, well at first behind the wheel.
1: Oh, he's just helpful. That's all it is. He's just trying to be yeah. helpful.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> so uh, th- I don't know that this will help you or not. It may hurt you. Uh, but uh, I-, I made the decision, uh, I think around age 18, uh, that I needed to get into trucks because okay. trucks were slower there's fewer people that try to race you, especially if it's set up like uh-huh. an off-road truck. and Because okay. that's always irritating when you're driving around uh, and you have a car and you've done some stuff to it. and It makes it look you know fast. And uh, okay. no, you're not going to. I'm going to race you. I don't care when, lose, or draw. I'm going I'm to race you right here and now. Uh, yeah. So I did that. And uh, I still drive the Jeeps fast. But at least I have an out where it's like, hey, man, I'm driving a Jeep. Uh, you yeah. know, with the, the XJ, I had lifted it and put big tires on it and the sliders and blah, 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 blah. And I would have these silly Hondas pull up alongside me wanting to race. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't look at them. I wouldn't race them. I would just, you know, the the especially if you don't have a a, a good uh, sway bar, they have a tendency to drift. And the but the Jeep would just kind of by itself start drifting towards the the Honda. Oh
0: no!
1: <laughs> you see this tire coming at you? Oh god! this tank and uh, yeah. suddenly they didn't want to race anymore they it do. was great well, yeah
0: they'll just let you do your thing you it know? wasn't an abrupt
1: movement it was just a drift yeah. you know <laughs> so that was uh that was fun i'm not encouraging anybody to do that but you know if you have weird steering that that can happen yeah for sure. All right, Melanie, I know that uh, we we could sit here and talk for a lot longer. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I hope we covered enough about your products, but I just find uh, that your company and you and being in the business and especially the position that you're in. Uh, and, and congratulations. I didn't mention that. Congratulations, because I think you've overcome a lot of things. I mean, if nothing else, the namesake thing. And uh, you're flourishing in this. You've made it through the pandemic, uh, and you guys are still going strong uh, in charge of uh, uh, the uh, high-ranking position in SEMA, uh, although the the volunteer position kind of turned me off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh, right now. <laughs> uh So it, it, is, it is wonderful. It's a great story. We actually have, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, we have a, a fifth uh, weekly episode that we do every other Monday, and it's called Chick Chat. And it yes. is, it's run by uh, Julianne from Wrangler Her and Wendy uh, from uh, the, the, she's one of the, the co-hosts. And uh, it's not me talking. I didn't, yeah. want, I didn't want it to be disturbed by a male because males certainly have a different way of thinking than females. So, uh, if you don't mind, we will send you an invite because I, I would love, and I'm sure the girls would too, I'd love to get you on uh, Chick Chat because they love women in the off-road industry and especially uh, women business owners. Yeah, more women yeah, need to I know about it. this. Yeah, more women need to know yeah. about this because you guys can do anything we can do. You know this, but I think there's some women out there that say it, but I don't know that they necessarily believe it. And you absolutely can, including going off-road in your Jeep.
0: Yeah absolutely I love it
1: all right Melanie uh, you know how the kids love the social media these days and you you probably more so than most uh, how can uh, people find uh, you or Hellwig or just Hellwig how, how can they find you on the social media
0: yeah so LinkedIn I'm Melanie Hellwig white um, and we have a Hellwig products channel as well there on LinkedIn um, on Instagram where um, our handle is Hellwig products and then on Facebook as well Um we are uh,
1: Facebook uh, back, uh, backslash uh, Hellwig products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, the, the Jeep Talk Show has been following uh, Hellwig on Instagram for many years now, uh, way back uh, during one of our first uh, interviews with Hellwig, Melanie, thank you so much uh, for making time for us today. You guys have continued success uh, both uh, in your family and in your business. All right. Have a great night. Thank you again.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
1: Hey, thanks again to Melanie White of Hellwig Products uh, for being on our show, and uh, make sure that you visit their website right now, hellwigproducts.com. What an interesting interview, what an interesting person, and, uh, and I'm sure Melanie was uh, fearful through many times in her career, and uh, look, at, look at where she is now. Hey, coming up next week, Andy of Glue Tread. That's gluetread.com. Uh, really good uh, time talking to Andy. This is our second time being on the show, and uh, we, we really appreciate it. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Jeep Talk Show. I want to give a big thank you to our special guests for joining us today and sharing their knowledge and experience with the Jeep community. Remember, we have four episodes a week, and it's understandable if you have missed past episodes. You can always find us on your favorite podcast platform or on our website. With over 950 episodes, there is plenty of Jeep Talk Show to entertain you while driving to your destination, working out at the gym, or mowing the grass. Improve your day by listening to more Jeep Talk Show. Oh, and if one of those things isn't where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show, uh, write in, call in, let us know where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show. Maybe it's uh, someplace very unique. So we love hearing from you, our listener. Reach out to us via email, phone, or social media. We use your voicemails on the show. So until next time, keep on jeeping, and we'll see you on the trails. Don't forget, Fridays are red. Remember, everyone deployed. Broadcasting since 2010.